Welcome to Synergy Thinking, hosted by Synergy Life Brokerage Group. And I'm Stephanie Alperlisi, and we are joined today by Robert Stuchner. Robert's a thought leader in the life insurance industry and the president of Synergy Life Brokerage. Robert's knowledge of estate planning, executive benefits, and planned charitable giving, as well as his ability to perform due diligence on insurance products and carriers, make him a resource to industry professionals seeking to implement insurance strategies in the affluent markets. So this is Stephanie Alperlisi with Synergy Life Brokerage, and today I'm super excited about my guest, Kara Sharp from NJLTC. We're going to be tackling disability and all that comes with it. So thank you for joining us. Hi, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. My name is Kara Sharp, and I work with NJLTC and DI Brokers Corp. We are uh, an insurance agency that specializes just in those uh, areas in long-term care, but more importantly in disability insurance, because that's what we'll be speaking about uh, this morning. And um, we are an agency in New Jersey, and we have been specializing in disability for over 20 years now. Uh, We really hone in on individual disability, um, but we have our fair share of um, multi-life and group at workplace settings as well. Fantastic. So I think a lot of what we wanted to talk about today is, you know, uh, Synergy Life Brokerage uh, handles a lot of life insurance, works with advisors and, uh, you know, insurance agents talking about not only long-term care, but also about life insurance. And so disability sometimes gets forgotten to talk about. So give us a little bit more of an overview of, you know, who should be buying disability, um, you know, what, type, what, what should advisors be saying to their clients? Sure. And that's a great question because everyone, the, the need for life insurance is just sort of more publicly spoken um, in terms of, of the commercial space and, and, and everywhere that we hear about it. But disability insurance often is more forgotten or more of a second thought. And the way we like to say it is who needs disability insurance is absolutely anybody who has an income because that is what disability insurance does. It provides protection for your income. Should you be hurt, disabled uh, due to an injury or illness, anything that renders you unable to perform your duties, your job, um, and so therefore you don't have a paycheck coming in. And what disability insurance is going to provide you with is a monthly benefit that is going to replace your missing income. And it will then provide you the ability to um, maintain your uh, lifestyle, your ability to pay your bills and your ability to to pay your rent or your mortgage and provide for your family and everyone else that, that you provided for um, while you're unable to work. And the hope is that, um, you know, it's a disability that um, some disabilities are, are longstanding and you don't ever make it back to work. Um, while others uh, are something that are recoverable and you are able to go back to work. And that's what this really does. It keeps you afloat and keeps all the bills paid while you are unable to work with that hope that you will recover and get better and get back on your feet, both financially and in your ability to go back to work. So if I'm a consumer and I work for a company that offers a long-term disability plan, Mm-hmm. Do I need individual coverage over and above that? So, and that's a great question. And, and you know, the majority of the client space in the, in the individual market is um, 
more somebody that works for a smaller company or a business owner, right? Because typically if you're a sole proprietor, you're not going to have any sort of a group benefit at work. And so they're a natural fit for disability insurance. Any any sole proprietor, of course, your physician market and your dental the, and dentists, they're, they're a, a big majority of who buys disability insurance because they typically don't work for larger companies. So there's no group LTD provided there. Um, and really that, that, that's the case for any business owner, be it an accountant, an attorney, any small business owner. Um, but to answer your question, Stephanie, which is a great one, is what happens with someone who has group disability at work? And even someone like that is a terrific candidate for an individual policy. And and the reason for that is a, is a couple fold. One, because typically at work, um, if you are uh, employer is providing an LTD plan, it is going to be paid for by them. And therefore, um, when you receive the benefit, um, it's taxable. And so it is a much reduced benefit than you would otherwise be able to get yourself. And so what we're able to do with individual disability is layer that on top of any group offering that you might be able to get. And so while that group benefit that you have through your employer is a great base, it's it doesn't represent your full needs. So to layer an individual policy on top of that really gets you to the full amount of protection that you want and the, the true amount of a, of a monthly benefit that would help you to be able to, you know, pay all your expenses and do everything you need. But the other thing, of course, is you never know what your next job is going to be and how long you'll stay at an employer. So while your current employer might have um, an, a LTD plan um, provided to you, your next employer very well might not. And it's always best to get a policy, you know, same, similar to life insurance. The younger you are, the less expensive the rates are. And, and so it's always best to buy a policy at a young age, lock in at a, at a younger age. So even if you are in a situation today where you have a group LTD policy at work, it's still always a great idea to explore that option and have that policy. So should your um, employment status change or, you know, maybe it's whether it's a change in occupation completely or just employer, you have that individual policy locked in. So what for the individual policy, how long does the benefit period last till? So typically um, it's what we typically see is it should be really for the duration of your working years. Um, and so um, typically in the past, it's been to age 67, but with the population working longer and longer, uh, what we see now more days is really a to age 67 benefit period or even to age 70. Um, some carriers have to age 70 and, and others are looking to actually add it uh, because we've seen the working population is just now working that long. Um, and not all occupation classes um, are eligible for it. And, and that was something, you know, we kind of talked about business owners and I mentioned more white collars and the attorneys and, and, and um, actuaries and accountants. But um, really any um, in, any occupation, as I mentioned, if you have an income, you have a need for disability insurance. And so really any occupation out there um, from more of a blue collar type of industry all the way up to your white collar executives and everybody in between, um, there is a disability policy. We have, there's a disability policy for you. We have a, 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 um, a very long list of good reputable companies and they really run the gamut in terms of who specializes in what sort of occupation. So some of those occupation classes for our, you know, what we consider our more hazardous occupations, our more at-risk occupations. Um, the benefit period there might be limited to five years or 10 years, but for the majority of the clients and the majority of the, the um, insureds that we see, they are buying benefits to either age 67 or 65. So what uh, typical insurance carriers are in this marketplace? 
So um, that's a great question. And that's a fun one on the disability side, because there are uh, indeed so, so many of them um, that we have, you know, sort of the traditional um, marketplace. And, and when I say traditional, I mean um, someone who um, doesn't have any sort of excess needs in terms of um, excess income or any medical history that might be an issue. Um, so sort of our, in our traditional standard market is principal, guardian, um, mass mutual, uh, Emeritus, Ohio National, Illinois Mutual, and Assurity. I think if I didn't forget anybody, that's that's sort of our our typical um, uh, our standard marketplace. And then we have more excess risk carriers and fidelity and the various policyholders from Lloyd's of London. So if somebody has, you, you know, you mentioned impaired risk. So if somebody has, you know, I have a client that, you know, had a back issue or I have a client who suffers from mental illness, are those folks automatically excluded from getting it, disability? They are not. And that is one thing that's that's great about the the disability market here in 2019 is that it really is all encompassing. And, and some of those conditions that you mentioned, we might even be able to still look at the, um, at the, the standard risk marketplace, but even some more of your, your, um, extensive medical history, such as, you know, cancers or, or, um, any height weight issues with diabetes or things such as that. That's where we really can go to the excess market. Um, as well as Lloyd's in terms of any sort of, um, you know, uh, higher incomes or your professional athletes, your, um, entertainers, all those sorts of things that fall out of the realm of the, of the standard marketplace. We have a home for them in our Lloyd's offerings. Yeah. So one of the topics that are near and dear to my heart, business owners, Yes. Um, those, I think those clients tend to focus so much on their business and growing it and working on it that they sometimes forget uh, that they have to put protections in place. So, you know, how do you work with business owners or how do you work with advisors that have business owners? What types of things do right. they look for? Right. And, and business owners really are a, um, a, a key employee to look at, a key prospect to look at in the disability world, because typically the, you know, if a a business owner has a smaller company, they don't have any sort of group coverage, like I mentioned before. Um, and they are a prime candidate for disability insurance. Um, and, and especially a small business owner because they, they are the, the bread and butter of the operation. They really run the whole thing and, and their ability to work is, is so crucial to the existence of the whole company. So not only for those types of folks do we look at regular disability insurance, um, which again, as I mentioned, right, that's just the, the policy that's going to pay pay um, to keep, you know, food on their table and their own personal bills paid. But also there is a series of um, business products that we have in the disability world that are so important for small business owners, um, you know, mainly, you know, from your sole proprietors or, or you know, if there's just uh, two or three partners is overhead expense, which covers all the expenses of the business should that business owner be disabled. Um, because while his personal policy is going to cover everything he needs to pay for at home, uh, the business itself needs to keep running. So the, the missing um, revenue that he would be generating, nobody is there to, to provide the, the income to pay the, um, the electrical bills and all the utilities and the um, insurances and the employees' salaries and all those types of things. And overhead, a disability overhead expense policy is going to cover just that. So it literally keeps the business running for the sake of the other employees, but also for the sake of the business owner. Should he or she then hopefully get better and recover, they want to have a thriving business to still come back to. 
So how do advisors work with you if they have a business owner or an attorney, a doctor? Give us a little bit about, you know, your process. Sure. Yep. And so what we do is um, when an advisor has someone that is interested in, in disability insurance or, or that the advisor recognizes a need for, they can get in touch with us uh, at NJLTC. They can give um, me a call and, and we're there to to assist in any way we can. Some of our advisors are going to be uh, very experienced and versed in this, and they just um, need the proposals, which we're happy to provide for you. You give us your client's information, typical information of, of client name and um, gender, state, date of birth, um, and occupation. And, and if it's a, a tricky or, or more unique occupation, sometimes we need some some um, further details. And, and we take that information and we shop the marketplace for you. Um, and, and we're able to, to uh, generate the proposals that are needed, we can turn around and give that to you. And, and, and a more experienced advisor is just going to take those proposals from us and run with it. Um, some of our less experienced advisors, they um, would require and, and want, and we're here to help with any additional um, assistance that's needed. So whether it be getting on the phone with the client, or sometimes we'll even go and see the client, anything that they need to help um, you know, with the sale and the process along the way. Um, does a client actually have to do a medical exam similar to a life insurance policy, or is it pretty much just um, sign the application and go? So um, some of the time, yes, and some of the time, no. And, um, carriers are getting less and less strict with uh, the medical exam. So it depends. Uh, it's based upon your age and how much you're applying for. So I would say at this point, it's about 50-50 that we see. 50% don't need a medical exam and 50% do. And that's just based purely on the amount of coverage you're looking for and your age. So if somebody doesn't initially want to go through a medical exam, are there any kind of guaranteed issue options for disability? Yes. Um, that, that's a that's a, a hot topic here in 2019 because the a good amount of the disability marketplace has actually gone that way, which is um, involves worksite marketing. So it's really more in your employer groups um, than in your small business owners, although it can be at a small business as well. Um, but if you have a situation where there are employer-funded dollars, so there are in, in, in the employer is willing to uh, pay and provide the disability coverage for not only themselves uh, as the business owner, but the employees as well. You need a minimum of three lives. Um, three three kind of gets us in the game and, and five and above is really where uh, we have a number of opportunities. And that gives us some guaranteed issue, which is just what it sounds like. There is no medical underwriting. There's just a few simple questions really just confirming that the employee has been actively at work. Um, and then there is no medical underwriting. And it's a great option um, for someone who perhaps has medical concerns, but also just ease of administration. Um, these policies, the, the applications are quick and easy and the policies are generated within a matter of days which, as we know from the life insurance and disability insurance side, is not our, our normal uh, time duration. We always wish so, it would be that yes. easy. <laughs> <laughs> Never quite is, though. So, so the guaranteed issue market at the workplace is really something that we've seen a lot. And that's for for clients in cases that have underlying group LTD and that don't. Some people do this just from dollar one. Um, and sometimes we'll see a small business owner, you know, with just three or four employees do it for the five of them. And sometimes we see it in very large companies, you know, 500 person companies where we carve out the top 15 executives and give them an additional benefit or, or furthermore, just sort of restoring them to the same amount of disability insurance that everyone else at the company has. Mm. Wow. Tons of information today. I can't thank yes. you enough for thank not you. only joining thank us, but so also informing me. us in terms of the disability, the world uh, that you live in on a day-to-day -day basis and advisors need to get more immersed in that because, mm -hmm. you know, not only are we trying to make sure that, you know, the, the consumers out there are protected from a life insurance, but even more so from 
you know, their income and from a disability event. So, so thanks for joining us today. And if an advisor is out there listening and you'd like more information, feel free to give Synergy uh, a call. Um, my name's Stephanie Alperlisi, um, and I get you in touch with Kara Sharp and her wonderful team at NJLTC. Thanks very much, Kara, for Thank joining you. us. The mission of Synergy Life Brokerage is serving the needs of life insurance professionals and other advisors operating in the affluent and business markets by providing superior end-to-end case design, underwriting, and product delivery. Synergy's capabilities are founded on our senior staff's decades of advanced product design, client service, and due diligence. So please subscribe to Synergy Thinking, hosted by Synergy Life Brokerage, our podcast series, and check out our website for more resources and tools at www.sbkg.com. And thanks for listening today.